1: what's up everybody welcome to kind of funny games daily for monday february 28th 2022 i'm one of your hosts greg miller alongside forbes 30 under 30 aka the verified one aka the second best baby who in san francisco tim gettys
0: that's him, host. How are you doing, Greg?
1: <laughs> Good. I, you like it? I like to keep you guessing sometimes. You, get, you, so you anticipated the eye, uh-huh. and I said, you know what? But then you
0: did the two. You yeah. nailed it. You were ready for me, as always. How mm-hmm. are you, Tim? I am fantastic. I feel very, like I haven't seen happy. you in a year. It does feel that way. You went off to Vegas. You got yep. hosted Dice. You yep. kicked a lot of ass, Greg. Congratulations once again. Mm. Thank you. Hosting mm. like a damn pro, you and Chobot. Thank Killing you, it up there. Thank Thank love you. to time's see that. Fun times out there. <laughs> Uh, we got to do something about the, the the mic situation. Every year I had the same complaints. We got to mic the audience, Greg. We Here's got, the problem. You got to tell them. You got to tell them, hey, Tim Geddes wants you to mic the audience or else it makes Greg look like an idiot. And Greg's not an idiot. I'm gonna look the, like an idiot I know no the room's what. laughing.
1: I'm going to look like an idiot no matter what. No, yeah. it's, it's the cool. problem is when I do something like this, Tim, is they have to shut off the producer side of the brain. I learned that a long time ago because I they do a whole bunch of stuff there that I would do very differently if we were running the whole show. But they hired me just to talk. So I'll show up and I'll just talk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, but I want it. you
0: talking to look good,
1: to look real. The clips look fine. The clips look fine. You know what I mean? That's the thing. This is a great backstage moment could. for you. Behind you the curtain. It. Behind the curtain. I know they could. be no, nobody, yeah, First off, yeah, I don't know if you noticed. Nobody. Get nobody it. it was nobody Wonder Woman. Many people watch it. Well, I know you do. The audience, I see you over here. You watched it. But a bunch of other people don't. They watch the game awards and like, go, I wish there was more awards. Then we host a show that's just awards given out by other developers. Ed Boone's getting an award. Phil Spencer giving an amazing speech. Todd Howard giving an amazing speech. None of you can fucking be bothered to watch it. You're all over there jerking the gherkin looking at Elden Ring. All right. I ain't got oh, yeah. to right, right now. <laughs> oh, man, this game's obtuse, and I got to keep a journal. This is so hot. That's all you. All no, right? Greg, don't, don't that. do that. <laughs> 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 this jerking the gherkin. Uh, right. I well, no. do have to go here every time? Because I'm back, Kevin, and it's been built up. All right. I haven't been on content since Tuesday. It's all here in my chest right here. Mm-hmm. I can Let feel it. It needs uh, to come out, you know. Uh, yeah, that's what I need right now. Yeah, exactly. So no, but like one of those producer moments, right? Is like, uh, so you know, we rehearsed a bunch beforehand, obviously, and we rehearsed the monologue, but I don't think they re- rehearsed lighting cues and the stuff enough this time. So I, I'm still ninety percent. I didn't bother asking because what it's done is done. They sent us out too early, where it was like you know, rather I think the, the you know the announcer was supposed to go, "Please welcome your host, Jessica Chobot and Greg Miller." Right, right. And I think they panicked at one point and hit us early when the like vo like intro of like welcome to the dice Awards hosted by greg miller jessica choba they were like go and i was like really and we went out and none of the lights were where they were and mics weren't going yet and when i like we nailed it we crushed it it was fine and again well i'll get in a second we come backstage <laughs> and jess and i sit down i was like so i'm pretty sure they fucked that up she's like really and i explained everything she's like yeah but we were great and i was like yeah we were great so what does it <laughs> and I was like, and i'm like looking at the i was looking at all the uh, twitter and everything else and i'm like the, the jokes are hitting people are breaking out the things they needed like it's like okay cool i don't need to think about this as the entire show like i would if we were running it as long as i'm doing my part fine. i don't fucking care about
0: any other shit whatever and we yeah. crushed it we had a great question did, it? It. did you watch the intro the little VL intro
1: no well i mean from backstage like so i watched it on a screen reversed <laughs> as i'm standing you backstage sh- you should
0: check it out it's actually really really cool they did a fun like 3d pixel model of your face oh no i saw that yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah. fun very fun, very fun, Tim. And it was a great time in Vegas.
1: I got to see Shuhei Yoshida. Haven't seen him Hell in a long time. Yeah. Oh. Got to see him twice, hung out with him a little bit. That was always nice. Oh. Catch up with him scott low sean norton get down the list of people that you don't know well, you, you, you remember sean from avengers everybody that's fun talk to phil spencer todd howard knew about my baby which i found pretty incredible
0: pretty cool Todd howard
1: doesn't strike me as i'm checking instagram you know what i mean like that's not what i think i maybe pete hines of course pulling the mm. strings we well, you know pete mm-hmm. hines the puppet master of bethesda mm-hmm. he probably master pod when you see him say something about this and that's how it probably was but it was mm-hmm. a good time had by all. And then, Tim, I want to apologize to you. I, you and I had a conversation uh, when I got back on Friday, and I felt like I was very tired and might have come off short with you, and I wouldn't mean to. I apologize. No, it's me.
0: okay. We figured things I out. I love you. you, and I'm happy you're back. I'm happy you're here. You. A whole week of content, Greg. So much content, including
1: the fact that there's going to be a new pokemon open world game coming this year the fact that game newell is down to let xbox game pass on steam and the fact that elden ring continues to dominate the world we'll talk about all this and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show at patreon.com slash kind of funny games on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in with your questions comments concerns you can get the show ad free you can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday you of course can be getting these bevy of benefits for things like ps i love you xoxo which is recording live today on patreon is going to be your horizon spoiler cast you can still get your questions in over there you can still have a good time you can have all that stuff but if you have no books to toss our way it's no big deal of course you can get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and on podcast services around the globe if you wanted two other ways to support the show for free why you can watch it live as we record it on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like f rodriguez film is cameron ken is and branda is no brando coot is if you're watching live like brando coot you have a special job go to kind of slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching and listening later if you need it another way like i was saying why we have an epic creator code you can use the epic creator code kind of funny on the epic game store when you make your purchases we get a few bucks and if you're saying hey greg i don't play on pc no big deal maybe they're playing Fortnite, Rocket league or fall guys on your xbox switch or playstation if you are guess what you can still use your epic creator code kind of funny there to help support the shows if you want to support other shows cool shows like euphoria gregway let's talk about housekeeping over on youtube.com slash kind of funny and podcast services around the world under the banner of screencast you can now get the euphoria season two reaction content that's right it's me tim and kevin zendaya stands talking about euphoria season two uh what we liked
0: what we loved what we hated you can get it all right now podcast services around the globe and with that, Screencast has been popping off recently. There have been a whole bunch of great reviews. You should check it out on podcast services. Just search for Screencast. Uh, and later this week, we will be doing a The Batman spoiler-free review uh, preceding our Batman in review that we'll do at the end of the week with different casts. So very cool. You're going to get a lot of opinions from kind of funny people on The Batman.
1: Now, if you want, Kevin, I can hit the button, and it's going to make noise. Yeah, mm-hmm. do it. But My make noise is oh, It's just the car starting. Hold on, but then it's like you do this and you like somehow attached to something. And we haven't seen the movie, so I don't understand how the, the Batmobile works. You know, <laughs> there's lame noises. I'll tell you what,
0: because <laughs> <laughs> like go fuck yourself, Batman. <laughs> but then it's got the cool little Batman inside it. Oh shit, I didn't expect that. That was cool. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, look at him. He's <laughs> too you know, oh, See, here's what I'm talking about. Now the car's just making noise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chuck it on the floor. I don't know. Wigging out with Nick Scarpino. Okay, it's on the floor now. <laughs> uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, James Davis, a.k.a. at James Davis Makes, Manny the biggle Boy Sanchez, Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Guild Wars, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> <Time for some laughs> new seven <laughs> items <laughs> on the roper report A baker's dozen as you all know ladies and gentlemen tim's forbes 30 under 30 he's the second best baby boost in san francisco he's the verified one he's the engaged one he's also the pokemon stan and then we're lucky to have him today because number one on the roper report uh the po- uh, the pokemon uh pokemon scarlet and pokemon violet have been announced we're gonna go to ign where adam bankhurst has the report The Pokemon Company has announced that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, a brand new open-world Pokemon adventure, will be released on Nintendo Switch in late 2022. Kevin, would you mind uh, sourcing the trailer and tossing that up as B-Roll while I talk, by the way? I should have given you that. I apologize. Sure. Announced during Pokemon Day 2022's Pokemon Presents, these two new Game Freak-developed games will feature a new region and its three new starter Pokemon have already been revealed. At At the beginning of the game, trainers will have to choose between and well, then greg hit the space button and went away trainers will need choose between the grass cat spigarado spigar spig sprig, atito. uh the fire croc fucoco or <laughs> the water duckling
0: Quaxley. Uh, po- huh your boy that's your guy uh i i we'll talk about that in a little bit i want okay. to pick up pictures
1: Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are an evolutionary step. This in quotes, evolutionary step for the Pokemon franchise and wow. feature an open world where various towns with no borders blend seamlessly into the wilderness. The Pokemon company also notes that Pokemon can be seen everywhere in this wide open world in the skies, in the sea and on the streets. While we obviously don't know all the differences between the two versions, uh, it has been revealed that trainers will quote, have a different outfit depending on which game they are playing. Uh, Sprigad Tito, the grass cat has the overgrown <laughs> overgrow ability. And the description says they are capricious and attention seekings. Fu Coco, the fire croc, has the blaze ability and is laid back and quote does things at his own pace. And Quacksly, the water duckling have the torrent has the torrent ability and is earnest and tidy. Mm-hmm. Tim? Yeah. You were not a big fan of uh, uh, legends. Uh-huh. Arceus. Where are you yeah. coming down with the the announcement of Pokemon Scarlet, Pokemon Violet, an open world adventure li- this year, late 2022?
0: Much more in line with what I think my tastes uh, are looking for, where it is more of a core Pokemon experience with a, a emphasis on the battles and the gyms as opposed to the more open world collect-a-thoniness that uh, Legends has. I think that this is uh, great that they are incorporating a lot of what Legends seem to kind of be a testbed for uh, yeah. in terms of it being open world, like expanding even more from where we saw uh, Sword and Shield kind of dabble in this a little bit with the wild areas uh Pokemon's an interesting place where you know the last five years at this point they've kind of uh broken the trend of just doing the same thing they have before over and over and over and instead of kind of like dabbled in a different experiment different experiments like Pokemon go let's go games the the core titles of sword and shield uh remakes in a different style with brilliant Diamond and shining pearl Greg Miller
1: do we ever get Pokemon
0: sleep we never did not okay. yet it's still sure. they're still talking about it as if we're okay. gonna get it though so one day you know you just got a dream Greg but uh it's interesting to me that this is going to be coming out in the same year as Legends like that is quite the shock um for gen 9 to be 2022. um I think that really the most interesting thing is to look at that of what is the plan like what does this mean for Breath of the Wild uh do they care I know Nintendo Pokemon company have always kind of been on different tracks but you got to imagine that somebody's looking at this like we don't want to overdo this, especially with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 coming out later this year as well um, mm-hmm. for, you know, similar but different games, right? Uh, but do you imagine they're all going to be huge to varying degrees. Uh, so going back to it, I am very shocked that they are putting, that they announced this and it's coming this year so close to Legends dropping, but I'm also not surprised because... We are due for a new generation of Pokemon, and Pokemon Company needs the new games to uh, release the new Pokemon to make new merch and new cartoons. So I think that that's kind of the thing that makes it go from, while I'm shocked that it's so close to what felt like a new iteration of the core franchise, I think it makes sense when you look at it from a marketing perspective of how Pokemon has always treated its IP for better or worse. That's the thing is, like, at what point is there fatigue? And that point was 10 years ago. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like we're already uh, dabbling with the potential fatigue of this style of game. Because I don't think that Legends has been out long enough for them to really understand the feedback that people have for it. Uh, for before sure. jumping into, into this, which, you know, it, this looks like kind of what we'd expect the next Pokemon game to, to look like for better or worse.
1: So then for you, so double back to it. Cause of course, uh, you know we're working off of older numbers we next year or next year gosh uh, next month right around the corner tomorrow we'll be getting NPD numbers uh, in March for what happened in February not tomorrow you know what I mean March is tomorrow March will give us more of it if you remember uh, back in February 3rd I'm reading from Nintendo Life uh, Gavin Lane had reported Pokemon Legends Arceus sold 1.43 million units in Japan in just three days for perspective that puts it in second place in the launch sales rankings behind Animal Crossing New Horizons which sold 1.88 1.88 million units in corresponding three-day period in pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl which is knocked down to third place after managing 1.39 million uh sales in november 2021 we talk about fatigue right of pokemon or whatever and maybe this being this but it is capitalizing on a game that did do incredibly well especially for a pokemon and we're talking about legends right now being one version of a game rather than a scarlet and a violet do you think even though it's gotten so much criticism for not looking great having an empty open world Do you think that the fact that it would be a new gen of Pokemon here and people seem to enjoy what they played of Arceus, will that make this a success in the same vein? Or do you think – how real do you think the fatigue is here for this Uh, kind of thing?
0: I mean, I I think the fatigue isn't uh, the same type of fatigue that other – genres or or franchises might have like it's not like oh first person shooter fatigue where we really start to see the realities of it with things like battlefield where yeah they don't sell as well that's not going to be the case with pokemon because there's always going to be new generations of people that are just as into it as i was when i was 10 years old and that's just going to continue which is awesome um i think it's more the fatigue of the the will of the people that are brought back in from legends right now like it just seems a little quick to be jumping in like for all those people that provided the the sales numbers for legends that one copy of the game uh that might be like popping back in that maybe haven't played sword and shield maybe haven't played since x and y or even before that i think that delivering this so quickly after that i think mm. and i'm just assuming here i don't think that this is going to push things forward enough that it's going to feel radically different it's going to kind of just feel like a a version of legends mixed with a version of sword and shield which is fine but at this point I think that there's going to be a lot of people out there that want some voice acting, they want some just, you know, semi-modern things uh in this pokemon game and they're not gonna get that and i feel like it's totally fine if people know what they they're gonna get going into this and i'm excited for it i do just think it's a little early but is that fatigue gonna affect the sales numbers not at all this game is gonna crush this game is gonna sell more than legends because it has the two copies and in addition to that it's a core pokemon title and it's a core pokemon title that's gonna be coming out years into the switch's life cycle it's gonna crush
1: and I also think there's something to be said, too, for the setting. I think one of the things I did see people, and again, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination, uh, Pokemon, the finger on the pulse of the Pokemon community, uh, but I did see people being like, oh, well, I would have preferred to be in the more modern timeline with the, you know, Pokemon uh, setting and world that you, you know uh, from a more modern era Pokemon in terms of, like, you know, the nurse station, which name escapes me. <laughs> <Pokemon> <laughs> all Center. Stupid, yeah, all the stuff you have that, like, it makes Pokemon, Pokemon, it has for so many years. Whereas this, you know, Arceus was you falling through a time portal and waking up in a time where Pokemon were just being discovered, which was a different kind of ball of wax.
0: Yep, and I mean that for me, that was a big thing of why I didn't really vibe with Legends. Is I don't, I don't like that kind of we're in the past and everything's just wilderness like i do like like having the cities and towns i like that with what we're seeing here it's kind of blended a little bit more like i'm very excited about that idea and i think that they can pull it off It being set in a spain uh type location i think is uh has a lot of potential for some really cool scenery and like cool kind of locales for them to to go through um but you know at the end of the day we're getting more pokemon sooner than i expected is that a good or bad thing for me i don't think it's a great thing but There's a lot of people out there that aren't me and that's fine they're they're going to enjoy this and i think that there's going to be a ton of people that did come back on for legends that this is going to be their first core title uh in a long time and hopefully it delivers for them because the the starters i think are adorable i think that there's going to be a lot of goodwill going into this where people are going to be excited to to do this either again for the 20th time or for the first time in a while in this core way of going through the gyms and all that uh but i i personally look at it and i'm just like okay cool it's another grass fire and water starter it's another dopey looking kid like whoa that's all stuff that is not going to change so i stopped asking for it to change a long time ago because i know it's not going to keep
1: hoping for it to change
0: i I just would love for it to i would love to see a pokemon rpg that you don't need to start as a child that you don't need that it can be just a little bit more adult and for all the people that are going to be like well tim pokemon's for kids it's like well pokemon can also not be for kids alone like it could also be for adults designed that way um so we'll see
1: do you so you talk about the setting of rcs being one of the turns off for you the other thing is you're not a big open world fan right was that is that one of the things that influenced you with legends and making it not click for you or is it just the setting
0: i mean i think it's just a combination of all of it to together for that but old, like again this I'm not one being modern oh, yeah. would okay, okay oh absolutely i mean like this this seems to solve a lot of those issues i think it raises others though of like this seems like sword and shield even more expanded mixed with legends i just don't have full faith that they're going to nail all this stuff and i feel like them kind of taking in feedback from legends would make this game a lot better but it seems like they were like being developed almost on top of each other uh but again that's the pokemon way but that's how pokemon's been forever of just kind of like annualized titles coming out with iterative kind of changes and it's like one step forward one step back in different ways until it kind of is the same thing over and over but a little bit different and i do think that we're getting to a point where there are a lot of features and systems in the games that are optimized and they don't need to be changed anymore because they just work and we can just do the same thing over and over but i i'm interested in in where people are going to fall on this and if it's going to be more of a sword and shield reaction which was not the best or if it's going to be a little bit more close to legends which has been for the most part entirely positive so they have some will i hope they don't mess it up i'm I'm rooting for them and i will say this might be the first time in my history that i want to choose the leaf starter because that cat is adorable
1: okay so yeah you want to talk about these cutie pie characters so you're Mm -hmm. saying you're going to pick the grass cat spigaretito
0: all I can say is I am not going to choose the the fire that is a for sure it's very hard for me to not choose Quackly because his name is Quacksley and and he just looks dope and he's blue and all that like just speaks to me like he looks like my homie Donald which I really want to show some respect to but when you got this little kid duck right yes yes yes, yes 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 (laughs) i did see a lot of internet stuff yeah he's also he's got hair. (laughs) yeah that's that's a good point uh but my my my, when you got it was great reveal he puts on this red cap we're like no not you tim (laughs) david and sprigatito is the the funniest thing i've ever heard so uh, that might sway me to the leaf side which shocks me
1: see for me it goes i'm gonna be i'm gonna i'm gonna do quaxley but behind him would be the fire croc Foo, cuckoo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like I like he kind of looks like a hippopotamus, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kevin, he looks like we party with him.
0: I, I want to see what the, the, the bigger versions of them look like. Is that, is that available somewhere? We had to wait. No, not, no really. not yet. But we know that the fucking cat's going to stand up, which is a big problem in the community, Greg Miller. I don't know if you know this. They have a problem where they can't let these cute little things just stay on all fours. They have to become fucking humans that people want to fuck. It's a whole problem. Oh my well, God. Well, I mean,
1: that's how they keep around old timers like you, right? Like, you're talking about how it's a kid's game, but it can evolve as kids get older and they can be like, I would like to have sex oh, with them.
0: Oh, you. you want to have sex with them? Got
1: it. I don't. I, mean, I can only imagine that's why a grown person is stuck around this long with these things, Kevin. You know what I mean? You could have a cat at this point in real life. You don't have to really keep yeah. getting these things and train him to faint. You know what I mean? <laughs> train it <him> to faint. <laughs> I know the words. I'll get there one day. I got all the terminology for Pokemon. I'll sprinkle it in the right way one day. Uh, believe it or not, uh, you are not done, ladies and gentlemen, with the Pokemon news. As uh, Adam said at IGN, uh, that was, of course, uh, at the whole uh, Pokemon Day 2022 for Pokemon Presents. Uh, and so, we move on to number two, where Adam from IGN.com is going to recap the rest of the polka announcements. Uh, we're going to start here. Pokemon Legends RCS Daybreak Update <laughs> arrives later today. That was yesterday, so it's already out. Pokemon Legends RCS Daybreak Update version 1.1.0 will arrive later today, and we'll have trainers quote, investigating mysterious mass outbreaks of Pokemon that are popping up all over the Hisu region. Hisu region. His- Hill- Sweet mm-hmm. region. Uh, they will also be able to battle powerful opponents like Legendary Pokemon and Wardens, adding yet more options to the Pokemon battle experience. Players will also be able to receive 30 Ultra Balls, Gigaton Balls, and Jet Balls by entering the password RCs Adventure, all one word, in the Mystery Gifts menu before March 31st, 2022. Furthermore, there will be an online animated series set in Pokemon Legends Arceus' Heesui region uh, that will launch uh, later in 2022 with an original story. Mm. uh then again these are running down here the announcements he's got this pokemon uh brilliant diamond and shining pearl trainers will be able to add shaman to their party uh, by using an item called oak's letters pokemon brilliant or oak's letter uh pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl players will be able to catch the mythical pokemon shaman uh by talking to professor oak on route 2224 no i'm sorry 224 224 uh pokemon go is going to add uh, pokemon from the Alola alola alolan Alon- Alon- region on march 1st pokemon masters ex celebrates 2.5 years with free gifts pokemon cafe remix adds bonuses for pokemon day 2022 and pokemon unite players can try out mythical pokemon hoopa and earn its license all there if you want to get into some pokemon information uh tim any of that speak to you
0: uh, i enjoyed pokemon masters for a little bit it's the mobile game that is like actually the core battle system of the games but like mobilized a little bit and it was fun but i definitely didn't stick with it for 2.5 years and i'm not going back in to get the free gifts sure
1: i it's that thing where i enjoyed what i played of pokemon legends Arceus. remember i played like an hour hour and a half of it and i was like i'm gonna get back to this for dice when i'm on the road then a mobile game came around that I re- I'm reviewing that is embargoed, but I was playing that the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I'm still planning to get back to Pokemon Legends Arceus, but Kevin, here's the problem, is that mm. I want to use this Arceus Adventure Mystery Gift, get the 30 balls, get all this stuff here, but the problem is I'm thinking I might just start from scratch again when I get there, because I'm not going to remember everything. You know what I mean? Who am I? What am I? I'm catching Pokemon. What's a Pokemon? It's not, I, there's I, not that much to remember. You, you basically nailed it all right there. Yeah, actually, as, as I said, I kind of remember I fell through the time portal. I'm there. Gotta yeah. hit, throw my balls through the tree, knock stuff yeah. out of the tree, and get it there. Yeah. All right, I'll, just, I'll just redeem this. I'll redeem this during the ad break. Thank you, Kevin. You're a good man. No problem. Uh, Greg Miller. Question Tim Geddes. Yeah. What's
0: up with the Steam Deck?
1: You got one? Steam Deck is a, is a handheld uh, from Valve. No. I, I, I have, does that strike you as the kind of relationships we fostered, where like they'd be like, no, oh, all, but, no, no, no. No, I didn't expect to them. Be,
0: I didn't expect them to send us one, but I, I thought that. Uh, i thought you ordered one.
1: Oh, i pre-ordered one but if you remember that was a complete clusterfuck, and they totally pushed everything around
0: so, so like, yeah I, where I did you at? day
1: one like hour f- three and that means i'm getting it apparently in q2 2022 gotcha so we'll see when i get it but when i get it's when i get it and we'll go from there cool i have a question from tommy goodall are you are good yeah goodall goodall goodale goodale tommy goodale <laughs> patreon.com slash kind of funny games <laughs> uh, do you think pokemon legends Arceus was intended to be a much more smaller side project than it ended up being given the release window of scarlet violet it would seem clear to me that it was full steam ahead at game freak for this game coming just three years after sword slash shield perhaps legends Arceus was in, intended to be a much smaller title based around the neat idea of ancient times pokemon game where you build the first pokedex perhaps they ended up uh, borrowing many open world mechanics that were originally constructed for scarlet violet and the game became the little engine that could turning it uh, turning out to be the most enjoyable and innovative pokemon game in years we can only hope that scarlet violet will continue in its footsteps and that the mainline open world pokemon game we've always wanted is this one is Arceus the delicious appetizer to follow up an amazing entree tim do you think that there's any credence to that do you think, think that it was yeah. COVID got in
0: the way no i don't think it's covid i mean i do think and again it's weird talking about nintendo and pokemon company because they are connected but they aren't necessarily the same thing but I don't think it's a coincidence that Pokemon Legends and uh Mario Bowser's Fury um both kind of came out in the last couple years that are these like radical experimental departures from what we've seen before from the franchise but like that totally makes sense for what they're trying to do and then getting followed up with the next version of the games kind of like expanding on that and applying it to what we are more familiar with like I imagine that whatever we get next from uh, Mario on the 3D side is going to be built off of the ideas from Bowser's Fury being added to whatever Odyssey-style thing they do. And we're seeing that here with uh, Scarlet and Violet uh, adapting the kind of Legends open gameplay to the traditional Pokemon uh, adventure. Uh, so I don't know. I I don't know that it was ever designed to be smaller than it ended up being. I think that it it was designed to be exactly what it is, which is a different type of open world that they can then adapt to the the more core thing that we've seen many times.
1: Fair enough. Uh, Let's do one more here on your Pokemon thing, but it's not from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. It's actually from Steven Totillo uh, of Axios, but over on his Twitter, Uh, you might say, oh man, Pokemon day. I remember this got announced, but then I didn't hear anything about it. What was that all about? Steven Totillo says, Pokemon Company PR says it intentionally held back on promoting today, this is yesterday, today's video showcase, which revealed major late 2022 Pokemon release uh, due to, quote, major world events, parentheses, read Russian invasion, Russian re- invasion of Ukraine. Today's the annual Pokemon Day, which I guess is why they didn't delay. Then the quote from Pokemon PR reads like this. We wish to be sensitive to major world events happening at this time and those impacted. A pre-scheduled Pokemon Presents was unable to be postponed. Out of respect to our global audiences, we decided to not. We decided to significantly reduce uh, the promotion of the event while giving fans the option to tune in if they choose to do so. Enclosed, you will find press materials supporting the announcements made in the presentation. That was an interesting one, Tim, because I I was in a similar boat where I had remembered. The announcement of this—that there was going to be a Pokemon uh, presentation happening over the weekend—and then
0: obviously quiet, and now we know why. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, and it's good for them for for doing that, but I also don't know what they didn't do, like because they announced this on Friday, I think, and then it was on Sunday, so it's not like there was much time for them to not promote it. And regardless of whether or not they promoted it, it was all and it was talking about on Twitter. Like they, it these announcements yesterday dominated the news cycle, so. It's kind of weird. I don't really know what it was they didn't do, like just a tweet or something. More tweets, yeah, yeah. More, more driving home. So, well, good on good for them, but I do think that this is just a weird thing of like, I don't know. It feels like a non a non thing because they were like, it, had they like not done the presents, that'd be one thing. But I mean, to news, do it and yeah, just yeah. be like, oh, we didn't promote it as much. I don't know. It's kind of weird.
1: uh Herbie Ergos in the chat says they were doing a countdown that they stopped him. So they were doing stuff like something. Yeah. And I, I did see from Steven's reporting that there was concern apparently that like maybe it was canceled the way that I guess they stopped that. So there you go. Now you know. Mm-hmm. And knowing is half the battle. The other half of the battle, it's patreon.com slash games. If you go to patreon.com slash games, you can write in to be part of the show. You can support us to keep the lights and mics on. You can get the post show. You can watch us record the other shows that aren't embargoed live. And you can just have a great time knowing you're making sure Tim can get more bomber jackets. Thank you. Uh, however, you're, <laughs> the big thing about patreon.com slash games is that you can get the show ad-free. But guess what? Jack, you're not watching on patreon.com slash games. So here's a word from our sponsor.
0: This episode is brought to you by Guild Wars 2 End of Dragon, the third expansion for the award-winning and critically acclaimed MMORPG Guild Wars 2 and the culmination of the Elder Dragon Saga. There's no shortage of new shenanigans to get up to to explore the beautiful Canton continent, travel, fish with your friends in your own personal skiff, unlock nine new elite specializations, pilot the Siege Turtle combat mount, and way, way more. If you're new to Guild Wars 2, don't worry, their community of over 16 million players are ready to welcome you with open arms. If you're already a Guild Wars 2 commander, it's time to gear up for some new adventures, like that Siege Turtle mount I mentioned earlier. Yeah, it can bear two riders one to handle the turtle the other to operate the weapon strapped to its shell that's awesome what about the personal skiff i mentioned it's your new home away from home on the waves ferry your whole party around to explore relax or drop anchor to fish over 200 unique species around tyria you can check out the link in the description to get your hands on guild wars 2 end of dragons available now
1: let's try it kev I got. Wow. I got to. The, got there it. was an update. There was an update to Pokemon RCS. I got it it. I'm proud of you. I got. I don't even know where you go to for mystery gifts. Uh, no? in the menus. Like I have to. So get into the game. Yeah. And then do and it. And then yeah. And then get you, your head in the game. Get, get your head. I in the game. think you right tab <laughs> over to it. All right. Well, we'll we'll do that when we're on the post show. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, we have breaking news, news, news. Kevin, play the breaking news graphic breaking news breaking news kevin coelho and big dog in the morning <laughs> we're going to variety.com where uh, joe otterson writes twisted metal tv series starring anthony mackie lands at peacock the twisted metal tv show has landed at peacock with a series order variety has learned as previously announced anthony mackie will star In and executive produced the series, which is based on the video game franchise of the same name. The show was first reported as being in development back in February 2021. The half hour the half hour action comedy will see Mackie play John Doe, a smart ass milkman who talks as fast as he drives. (laughs) With no memory of his past, John gets a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to make his wish of finding community come true, but only if he can survive an onslaught of savage vehicular combat. With the help of a trigger, Happy car thief he'll face savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers of the open road including a deranged clown who drives an all too familiar ice cream truck uh the show is an original take by uh, these people this is happening there's a bunch of names uh quote here is this interesting and all so he's a milkman a memoryless milkman yeah apparently yeah, yeah. He can't remember nothing tim can't remember nothing <laughs> Uh, this is the latest high-profile project from Sony, T- Sony Pictures TV and PlayStation Productions. A series adaptation of The Last of Us has been ordered at HBO. Blah, yeah, blah, blah, oh,
0: wait. Blah. John Doe. So the, there's a milkman and an ice cream man. I guess that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. John Doe is not Sweet Tooth. John Doe or will he be good-
1: become, Or will it turn out he is? You know what I mean? I think they mentioned already Ice Cream Man, right? I mean, they did. But Kevin, he's wearing a mask. Maybe he takes off the mask at some point and it's Anthony Mackey. You know what I mean? And it turns out Sweet Tooth was all in his head.
0: John Doe was roadkill. I don't know River if he was Milkman though. Yeah. Classic, classic character Roku. I love Twisted Metal. I always have. Uh, I don't know what this can look like. I don't know if a game makes sense in these this modern times or whatever. But I've always loved in the these idea. Times. These trying times. But uh, you know, Twisted Metal Black, I think, was the, the perfect kind of edge lord. Here's some fucking Rolling Stones, painted it black for your twelve year old mm-hmm. ass Tim. Um, it was the first time I ever heard the word motherfucker in a video game. Thought mm-hmm. that was really impressive. time, Um uh, yeah definitely uh but even before that i loved obviously twisted metal one and two uh but i even had fun with three and four that were made by 989 or whatever and those were really bad but there was fun to be had and i liked the idea of them simultaneously doing twisted metal black and then twisted metal small brawl on the ps1 where it was like all the characters if they were little kids with remote control cars like there's a fun to twisted metal that comes from the ridiculous premise of there's this dude, Calypso, and he's going to give you your greatest wish. If you kill a bunch of people in crazy cars. And I'm like, you know what? Sign me up. Action comedy on Peacock. There's no way this could be good, but you know what? <laughs> I'm fucking here for it. <laughs>
1: dude. <laughs> and that's my thing is I love being wrong. I love being wrong. I remember when they announced Peacemaker. I was like, well, whatever. And then I like, of course, Peacemaker's fantastic or whatever. Like, I love being wrong. This this paragraph is just like, it. the more I read it, the more it unsells me on even wanting, because I love Anthony Mackie. You fucking kidding me? Come on now. I love him in everything I've seen him in. So, you, But then it's like, the half hour action comedy. Oof. We'll see Mackie play John Doe, a smart ass milkman, Ugh, who talks as fast as he drives, Ugh. with no memory of his past. Oh, John gets a once in a lifetime. It's like, oh my God. D- make his wish of finding community come true, but only if he can survive the aunt. Good luck.
0: good luck good luck luck. and i'm hopeful i I, one of my predictions this year uh on the games cast was that there's going to be more good than bad video game media adaptations whether tv or movies and i don't know where this one's going to fall but i will say that so far this year like i think i'm right like the cuphead show was awesome i don't know if you've checked it out greg but it's on netflix super cool super fun great use of the ip different than i think people would be expecting from it but it's really damn good uncharted better than we thought it was going to be and mm-hmm. it's like with this is this going to fall on that line i don't know but i do think that playstation studios <laughs> knows that it it has something right now and like it should not muddy the waters so early like we have last of us now next year at? getting pushed back
1: i'm sorry i glanced to the chat and the one and only jeff grubb tweets or puts in the chat anthony making poor career decision <laughs>
0: That's, That's fucking good. Yeah. I mean, look, here's the thing. I, I feel like Twisted Metal as a franchise has so much kind of uh, attached to it in every yeah. way that like it it almost is set up to succeed because all it needs to do is be good enough. And the people that fuck with it are going to rock with it. And it's not going to sway anyone else otherwise. Like Everyone's going to be snarky on Twitter any which way about whatever this Twisted Metal show ends up being, right? But I do think it has a chance to reach an audience and uh, give them something that is as good as Twisted Metal can possibly be. And I think that Twisted Metal can be fun as an action comedy.
1: I hope it can be. I can't see it. I see that if you're doing this, you need to make something for Twisted Metal fans. But if it's not for, if it's not going to be for Twisted Metal fans, then I don't think you're going to get new people in the door. But again, never underestimate the power of Anthony Mackie, Kevin. I've said it many times. You know, this. Mm -hmm. I never will. Thank Never you, have. appreciate that you won't i appreciate that you won't it means a lot to me uh, let's get to number four on the roper report here i put it as a wnd a weird nintendo decision but it actually isn't that weird but i like i still like using the wnd and letting the chat use the little logo in the can. Uh, anyways no smash at evo this is ethan gosh over at kotaku mm.
0: Super uh, Smash Brothers. This is a
1: WAD for show, Greg. Okay, good. I remember sure. But uh, they have their own thing. They, well, let's read the article, and I'll explain a little bit. Ethan writes, uh, Super Smash Brothers won't be featured in EVO 2022, the biggest fighting game event of the year. The Sony-owned eSports organization announced the loss of the platform fighter in a statement on Twitter today and appeared to blame the decision on Nintendo, which has historically tried to, tried to tightly control how its games are featured out in the wild. After revealing the full lineup of games to be played, uh, at evo 2022 would be announced in a live stream on march 8th on twitch the organization preempted questions about smash brothers by saying upfront that it won't be included quote we want to let you know in advance that super smash brothers will not be making a return appearance evo's organizers wrote since 2007 we've seen historic smash brothers moments created at evo's events uh, we are saddened that nintendo has chosen not to continue that legacy with us this year evo was online only last year due to do the pandemic and canceled the 2020 over sexual misconduct allegations against the tournament's then ceo prior to that smash brothers ultimate was featured in the 2019 event smash brothers melee and later smash brothers uh, wii u both became major parts of the tournament series each year leading to some competitive matches and moments that are now considered major moments in the history of esports alongside the storied legacies of fighting games like street fighter and tekken nintendo hasn't always played nice with evo however the Mario Maker infamously tried to shut down the Melee tournament at EVO 2013 and was adamant about not letting the tournament livestream any Smash Brothers matches. Following a massive backlash by fans and players, however, the company eventually relented. In March 2021, Sony announced that it was buying Evo, and last November, Nintendo announced it, announced it would partner with Panda Global to host its own Smash Brother competitive circuit, though the company still hasn't revealed details of what the series will uh, of when the series will begin. It's unclear if those competing developments are at play in this decision. Quote, "Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans in, at past Evo tournaments and wish to show organizers the best with their new venture." and wish the organizers show organizers best with their new venture a spokesperson for nintendo said at the time we will continue to assess evo and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline smash brothers tournament activity for me tim totally you know and somebody who you know casually plays smash with y'all and doesn't care about fight the fighting stuff and isn't in the fighting universe no understands how big evo is i thought it was a wnd when i first read it but then when i got to uh they they're doing their own thing right last november nintendo announced it would partner with panda global to host its own smash brothers competitive circuit that's when i was like oh okay that makes sense for why they'd bail
0: yeah but it shouldn't be either or and that's the problem is that they should commit and double down on doing their own thing and partner officially with somebody but you don't miss evo when it comes to fighting game uh communities and tournaments like that's the biggest thing is evo is the the place and all eyes for that weekend are on this thing. And it gets people watching that wouldn't watch other tournaments. And I think that for. Community-based games and genres, we talk about this a lot uh with first-person shooters. uh you need the install base there, right? There has to sure. be people playing uh the multiplayer in order for it to succeed. And that they then the developers need to keep rewarding those people with new maps or whatever it is to uh, reasons to keep coming back, dailies and all that shit, battle pass, all that stuff. And when we look at the Halo Battlefield, Call of Duty, Warzone, all of that kind of mess the last couple of years of what succeeds what doesn't things have just changed when it comes to game pass and all this stuff Of just there are more people in the door day one to be able to play these games and sustain them the fighting game community is even more of that because it's it's a lot smaller and as you see some of the more major titles we've been talking a lot about um uh, Street Fighter the last week with Street Fighter 6 being announced right like Street Fighter being tied Street Fighter 5 being tied exclusively to PlayStation on the console side was a disservice to that community because sure, that sure. game needed any chance any help it can to succeed and to find its audience right and I think the same can be said when it comes to Evo of Smash is a headline main event thing of evo that gets a lot of people in to then support other fighting games which overall just helps the fighting game community so i think the smash brothers is kind of such a key important thing that nintendo are being extremely selfish uh by not playing nice with evo but it it feels misguided like it feels like a a genuine misunderstanding of what Smash Brothers has the potential to be and what has been already for the community for so many years. And they've always kind of made this more difficult than it has to be. And I think that that is a extreme bummer in a world where Evo's already had so much issues in the past couple of years. Of course, the pandemic just causing live events to not happen right that's one thing but then on top of that all the sexual misconduct stuff that was absolutely horrible and on top of that how horrible that stuff was within the smash brothers community itself was such a huge issue so i really feel like any kind of like reset point would need to happen soon and this feels like running away from that and it it definitely does not feel like a, a good call here at all
1: do you think i mean how much of Smash... I mean, Smash is such a runaway thing, right? Smash is huge, right? We see talk about the numbers whenever we're going through the, the, the list of best-selling Switch games and yada, yada, yada. Like, is it just that they just feel like they don't need Evo? Not to mention the fact that I think... If I'm Nintendo, and granted, I never would be, and Nintendo is incredibly weird, but if I'm Nintendo, <laughs> I can see where... Okay, cool, the sexual allegation shit that sunk that guy in evo for a while and canceled the thing like that's such a great look at well fuck let's not keep partnering with other people to do this let's do something that we own and we can control and we don't have to worry about someone else doing something fucked up
0: yeah like, I, I mean, the, I, but the problem I, is so much of that stuff was like legitimately within the smash community so it's like mm, you can do mm. your own thing but it's like gotcha. you're, you 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 are part of the problem with all that And I think that is kind of all this stuff gets extra complicated when there's fucking bad people involved. And unfortunately, there's bad people involved in all this stuff. And like that really, really sucks. But that's what I'm saying. We need a refresh point. Like there has to be a cool. We're getting rid of all the bad shit. And now let's all work together to make this good or else it's just not going to work. Like there are more eyes on Evo than ever before. Why would you not want to support that and be a part of that? Even if you have your own thing, it's the rising tide. It helps all ships type situation. And I really think that they are doing themselves a disservice and they the Panda tournament, all that stuff. It is not going to be as big as Evo. It could be dope as hell and it could be really cool, but it should not be an either or it should be a both.
1: Yeah, it shouldn't be. I agree with you there. I, but I think that that's just such a, 2022 uh state of mind and i just don't think nintendo reflects that often and so Absolutely. yeah it is i think it is much more we'll take our ball and go home we'll, we'll yeah. we're gonna we'll build our own we'll build our own uh, evo this time with I, blackjack
0: yeah and you know i think that that's the the kind of saddest thing about this is that you know smash has this storied his, history of is it a party game is it a fighting game can it be both and to see melee hold on for as long as it has and to have such a passionate uh rabid user base of pro players that still play melee and to kind of see what happened with brawl and then wii u to ultimate and to see nintendo actually kind of make decisions with ultimate that seem to be giving a fuck about the professional side of it and the esports side and, and kind of caring having official tournaments and all that stuff it's like oh shit, maybe we're seeing a shift. And I just wish that that shift would have actually, they would have continued to go down that path. And it kind of seems like they they took a couple steps in a direction that everyone was really excited about and then just started running the other way. And it's kind of the last chance. Like this is the final moment for Smash to really be able to rebuild a new foothold in what it means to be, at evo to add a fighting game tournament where you're getting eyes from so many people that wouldn't necessarily watch who are then going to watch the street fighter finals and the guilty Gear sure. finals like sure. it is good for other games and like that is good for the platforms overall like and i, I know that it's just uh the 2022 like of course nintendo wouldn't do that but i just don't like that we're still at this point that uh despite that being a fact it doesn't make it good and it's like oh I just no no wished, There's a, I just this wished, isn't good
1: news i'm i yeah. to be clear i'm never like being like i am saying i understand where nintendo's coming from of just wanting to own it operate it whatever have to not have to answer third party i'm sure there's somewhere in there of like not work not with playstation not have their you know what i mean there's at least a little bit of it not maybe a major part of it but i i've no point in my saying i agree this is what i would do no i'm right there with you of like no i mean i definitely you know fuck I, they're still doing the whole nintendo creators program shit right or like mm-hmm you like
0: It's complicated. It's it's different than it used to be, but yeah, I mean, I like, and, to, it, to, to, for a full stop, you're like, it's complicated. I would make it all
1: very uncomplicated. Yep. I'm like, yeah, I want as many people playing our games as possible, and showcasing our games, and getting other people to play our games, and seeing that they are approachable fighting game, and yada 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, Let's move on to another approachable game. All right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. clear, cleanse your palate. Let's talk about number five, Elden Ring. Elden Ring is the fastest selling Souls game so far in the UK. This is Christopher Dring at GamesIndustry.biz. Elden Ring is the number one game. In the GFK UK box charts this week and has smashed the launch sales of previous Souls like games. Uh, The biggest Souls game launch at box retail was 2016's Dark Souls 3, but Elden Ring has beaten that title's boxed launch by 26%. This is before we consider digital sales, and the download games market has accelerated significantly since 2016. Digital sales data arrives later in the week. Uh, It is the third biggest retail launch of the year behind Pokemon Legends Arceus and narrowly behind last week's Horizon Forbidden West. 63% of box sales were on ps5 with 17% on xbox 17% on ps4 and 3% on pc note pc and xbox are heavily digital platforms this is purely for box sales Uh, the launch of Elden ring ring means that last week's number one horizon forbidden west falls in number two the playstation exclusive saw a 79% drop in sales week on week there was a drop uh, in available ps5 consoles this week too tim for -hmm. more context Number six, Elden Ring is killing it on Steam. This is Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. Elden Ring has already dominated the gaming sphere since it launched on February 25th, and at least on Steam, it's only growing in popularity. Per Steam DB data, Elden Ring has hit record peak concurrent users every day since it was released. More than 764,000 played Elden Ring on February 25th, followed by more than 861,000 the next day, and more than 891,000 the day after. Elden Ring's Pink peak, not pink, peak concurrent users is eight eight thousand eight hundred and ninety-one thousand six hundred and thirty-eight, placing it seventh in the all-time list behind Damn. only New World, Cyberpunk 2077, Dota 2, Counter-Strike Go, Lost Ark, and PUBG Battlegrounds in first. It's fast approaching sixth place. Elden Ring is currently just uh, 21,996 peak concurrent users behind New World, meaning if the trend continues and even more people play it today, February 28th, then it could move even higher up the list that Uh, that may be a tough task immediately. Weekdays tend to see lower player numbers than weekends, but it feels increasingly likely to come down the line. Elden Ring is also currently one of the best-reviewed games in modern history, with a 97 on Metacritic, placing it alongside The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Grand Theft Auto V, Metroid Prime, and more. Timothy,
0: can you believe it? (laughs) You'll love to see it, man. I I think it's so cool that we're having one of these moments in video games right now. Like, Elden Ring is something really special and for all the reasons you just said whether it's these record-breaking numbers or to be alongside some of the greatest games of all time like they did it and it feels like such a win uh being built off of the success and seeing what the soulsborne games have done over the last couple years of just getting more and more and more people to be willing to give them a try and so many people that do give them that shot absolutely falling in love with what is now one of the Main pillars of video games, right? Like this kind of subgenre, whatever you want to call it, is now just one of the main things in a way that is is so cool to see. Like you think back to there didn't used to be console first person shooters, and then there was, and then Call of Duty and online play kind of revolutionized that. And now first person shooters are probably what most people think when they think video game, right? Like that's the first thing to jump to their mind. I love that we're seeing that this type of template uh is evolving into open world and kind of playing with uh with different things and it's it's making people very happy it's giving sure. the the fans what they want and it's giving people this new jump on point that uh have heard about this stuff and are interested and i think that there's a lot of people coming into this that have heard about the, the soul stuff before and have been trepidations for whatever reason but love open world games and i think that this is now Kind of a, a great moment where this game is a, su- a success and people are loving it. And it's if people are playing this one, jumping in for the first time, and maybe it's too open for them and whatever, they might be like, you know what? I like elements of this though, so I'm going to go back and play some of the other ones. Like I just think that Elden Ring being the success that it is is a beautiful thing to see. It's great for the industry, and I f- want to just appreciate how rare it is that we have a moment like this. Sure. Uh, but it does feel like they're getting a little bit more frequent as the years go on. As the gaming audience just expands rapidly, right? To have these moments like even like thinking back to like Animal Crossing a couple years ago, of like how it was this unique moment unlike anything we'd seen before. We're having that again with Elden Ring and that is so cool.
1: What's impressive about it and that you're living in real time, everybody, is the escalation and expansion of what sequelized content means. For years, right, we've said that a game with a number at the end of it sells better than a game with uh, that is a new IP. And you know, I talked about it a lot with Last of Us back in the day, that coming off of Uncharted 3, right? I The question was, man, do, does the general video game consumer understand that Naughty Dog means something and not just Uncharted, not just the PlayStation mm-hmm. logo? And they did. Last of Us was a huge success, obviously, and you know, spawned a TV show and a sequel and a whole bunch of other merch and stuff like that now. It's fascinating right now to see that souls games souls born games you know are there where it doesn't have to be bloodborne 2 it doesn't have to be demon souls 4 it doesn't have to it, 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 the list goes on it doesn't have to be any of that it can be elden ring and people can be hyped for it and spread the news enough to make it this breakout success and not tie the creators to doing the same thing over again but a little bit different in terms of what their source material and ip is obviously gameplay wise mechanics wise it's very similar to everything you've played before but they're able to expand and go somewhere with it, and that's very rare and i'm I'm glad we're seeing it I hope we see that more, especially for niche games like these right that have only gotten bigger, but you bring up animal crossing uh you're dealing with something that has such a Vocal and engaged fan base behind it that they evangelize this stuff, and so even when people like Blessing or Andy are evangelizing, or Tam obviously are evangelizing Bloodborne, uh you might say, "Well, that's an old game. The new one's coming up. That'll probably be better. It'll probably be this, that, and the other. I'll just wait for that." And that's where you get all these people on board to come in and be like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" Same thing with an Animal Crossing. Obviously, they, the Switch is a much more successful uh piece of hardware than you know the Wii U, and so you know, blah blah blah. It's approachable. It's new. It's there. It's hot. That's what you're seeing and that's really cool
0: yeah yeah it's it's really really cool and i think that you know we've been talking a lot about sales numbers and even here we get some of them like this is going to be the best-selling souls game and i just love that that it's we're at this point that like these numbers are just getting so astronomically high where even looking at like playstation uh studios titles it's like horizon one crossing 20 million like that is that is a huge number and you got to imagine that horizon two is going to sell similarly over time and i don't think it's going to take nearly as long as it took the first game right so applying that on that the giant triple a version of games the, the biggest triple a quadruple a sony titles right and then nintendo titles like animal crossing i just love that there's still uh conversation be had that's record-breaking talking about sales of a Souls game something that is so much more niche than what we what i was just talking about of animal crossing or horizon right like Good for them. They're, they found their niche. They delivered to that niche, and that niche is expanding.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, number seven and final on the Roper report for the day is Game Pass coming to Steam. Gabe Newell's open to it. This is Eddie over at GameSpot.com, who says, Valve boss Gabe Newell has commented on the possibility of bringing Microsoft's Game Pass service to Steam, saying there is a chance. Speaking to PC Gamer, Newell said that Valve is unlikely to create a similar service of its own, Steam Pass, for example, but working with Microsoft to add Game Pass to Steam might be something Valve could would consider. Quote, I don't think it's something that we think we need to do ourselves, building a subscription service at this time, Newell said. But for their customers, it's clearly a popular option, and we'd be more than happy to work with them to get that
0: on Steam there you go crazy i mean that'd be awesome i i don't really understand how that would work i'm sure there'd be
1: a huge cut needed and that's why it it probably won't happen (laughs) where microsoft's like we're not gonna give you money for it just use our launcher everybody
0: yeah yeah totally it's it's interesting Uh, yeah I, i hope it happens i mean steam obviously has done such a good job of kind of like creating the the pathos and the the way that a lot of the digital games even work and storefronts and all that stuff and obviously they're not without fault but uh they they did it and to see xbox kind of creating something that needs a lot of help on pc like the the launcher is not great um it's interesting to see where they are now and who they're going to partner with to to make it better in the future like i would not be surprised if they did come to some deal because there is a a lot of logic here and a lot of things that make sense and especially as epic is kind of uh, starting to try to compete in the space as well like i I think you kind of need to take a side because i don't I, we saw an explosion of storefronts, and then I think things have been kind of consolidated. I imagine that Microsoft is going to partner with somebody soon, sooner than later to really kind of get into phase two of their whole game pass plan.
1: And that's the thing is, like, what are Microsoft's goals for uh, Game Pass? They say they want it everywhere they want on every device. Then, yeah, you'd go in there, you'd play ball. EA Play's on Steam, right? So, I mean, like, again, you go in there and play ball on EA Play, of course, I think far less successful than what, obviously, Game Pass is doing. Yeah, I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Could be wrong. But I think, you know, I've never heard anyone talk up EA Play is like, man, what a great... Cert- the, the Games are a different thing. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm saying that you can go in there and money talks and you want to get in front of eyeballs and you want to do that. So, it'll be fascinating to see if that actually happens. But, We'll have to wait and see. Tim, if I'm sick of waiting to see and I wanted to see what came to the mom Grab shops today, where would I go?
0: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah.
1: Now, today, 100 Days is launching on Nintendo Switch. Uh, 100 Days will land on Nintendo Switch with even more content. The game will include uh, Piemonte and Napa Valley, scenario, N- Napa Valley scenarios uh, with all their <laughs> grape varieties and peculiarities. Kevin, I put in a thing there. Remember, this is a game we, I played. I had been waiting for 100 Days after I ran into it at Day of the Devs. Uh, we did a stream of it back in the day for the 100th uh, game stream we ever did on... Uh, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games under the mic uh, umbrella and so that's up now youtube.com slash kind of funny plays kevin will eventually click on it you can go watch uh, me joey drink wine and play this game i enjoyed it uh, i'm excited for more content uh, i never came back to it because we did the story mode on it but you had there's like a never-ending mode of make your own wine name your own wine put it all out there worry about this Whoa. i don't know where the audio is coming from sorry I'm, i don't mind it though Uh, maze of (laughs) bears is out on steam dying light one gets pc crossplay and epic game store launch today young souls is uh uh, pc nintendo switch uh this is actually a new date sorry i shouldn't be here but i'm gonna read this i'm already in young souls is coming to xbox one uh switch pc playstation 4 march 10th 2022 uh medio heroes uh has been released on playstation steam today and then guild wars 2 end of dragons uh, releases today as well new date for you uh ryan mccaffrey at ign.com writes crate entertainment the developers behind 2016's excellent action rpg grim dawn has announced its new next project the city builder farthest frontier will be coming to pc though no release date or window has been revealed yet uh camp cretaceous comes to jurassic world evolution 2 on march 8th uh murphite curse of the arctic prince is coming to steam early access on march 31st and then here's young souls i must have caught the did a wrong pace on you uh march 10th as i already said see mm-hmm. we ask people to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course to support us to get the show ad free to get the post show but also to squad up this is where you write in with your username platform of choice why you need help in a video game. I read here. The best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together today. Tarangalia. What a cool ass name. Needs help on everything. I'm going to spell it for you. T-U-R-A-N-G-A-L-I-I-L-A. Tarang, Tarangalia. Tarangalia. Taran- tarangul- Jalila. Hey, kind of funny best friends. One of the best parts of from soft games is the sense of community and Elden ring is no different with the game. Having a group password feature that lets people view their community's messages and bloodstains more frequently. I thought it'd be fun for the kind of funny best friends to make their own password so we can all see what we're doing in the game. I've made the group password KFBF all caps. So if you want to engage in some jolly cooperation and try tongue, but whole enter, the group password, and uh, we can all see the other's messages in games. The password is KFBF, all one word, all caps. Kevin, you aware <laughs> of the? Are you aware of the uh, the tri-but, the tribe the tribe butthole thing, butthole whatever. I don't know what you guys are talking about. They're made, they're leaving funny messages all around the internet in, in the Elden Ring. Uh. And like this since the words, yeah, fingers, butthole. There's all this tri-tongue. Like they you they don't you can't like, you know, you don't write your own messages, but you can cobble together things and people are being all grossy gross with it, Kevin. Uh we ask people <laughs> watching live on twitch.tv slash Funny games to so go to Kinda funny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. On youtube.com slash kind of funny games, Podcast services around the globe. Oh. Now, let's see here. Uh... <sighs> all right so infinite corpse nanobiologist and ignacio rojas all right in trying to correct my pronunciation of pokemon shit and once those games add uh, vo and i know how they're supposed to be said i'll acknowledge it but until then i'll say however these made-up words however the fuck i want to say you do you greg miller i'm with greg I know you are, Tim. You always have been, and I appreciate that. However, you won't be with me tomorrow. Tomorrow will be me and Gary Widow hosting the show. Wednesday, Blessing and Andy. Thursday, you're back, Tim, you and me. And Friday, me and Blessing to close out your week. Uh, if you want more kind of funny content, there's a number of ways to get it today, ladies and gentlemen. As I've already told you, you can go get the screencast right now for Euphoria Season 2. You should watch that show. You should watch our review. Uh, we're all seeing, not all of us, most of us are seeing the Batman soon, and then there'll, there'll be stuff about that up on Screencast too. and then there'll be an interview, and there'll be a whole bunch of cool shit for that. Uh, mm-hmm. But today, of course, right after this twitch.tv slash kind of funny games andy mike and nick are doing an episode of the kind of funny morning show you can catch that live uh, right now if you're on Twitch if you're not you can catch it later youtube.com slash plays our newest YouTube channel that could use your subscribes your likes your bell rings uh, for all the different uh, streams we put up over there uh, like I said uh, this afternoon patreon.com slash games. you can come watch me Janet and Barrett uh, do the Horizon Spoiler Cast talking about all the story stuff we couldn't talk about before in the review having a good time over there As P.S. I love you XOXO if you can't catch that on Patreon don't worry about it you can get it tomorrow youtube.com slash Um
0: what do you got I I got something i got something yeah. uh, i want to start teasing this the friday stream this week we're about to do some shit we've never done before and i'm really excited about it we've mm-hmm. talked about it a little here a little there we are officially going to do a four-way race in sifu me Ooh. andy barrett and blessing we're going to send all of our feeds to kevin we're going to come up with some fun stuff to be able to switch to see multiple screens at once i am very very excited am i going to win absolutely but i'm not going to have a fun time greg yeah Oh yeah, that's
1: all that matters, man. Just have mm-hmm. some fun out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be like Barrett, always trying to win everything. Number one, he's the number one. I'm a number one, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen. Tim and I got a post show to do over on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. So you should come there. Not right because it's not live. We recorded and put it up. Get over there, get the show ad free. Have a good time. Write your questions. Watch the PS. I you. Do all that stuff. Uh, and if not, then we'll see you tomorrow because there's another episode of Kind of Funny Games daily each and every weekday here on YouTube.com/slash so Kind of Funny Games. podcast. There's and on the Glow Twitch.tv Kind of Funny Games. Jesus, that was terrifying. That was fucking (laughs) scary. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.